Hello everyone, welcome to the Think Between Worlds podcast. Welcome everyone to the final episode of season one of the Think Between Worlds podcast. Um, we are doing our namesake. The eponymous A Link Between Worlds. Sorry, yes, I'm sorry that I messed that up. <clears throat> the Legend of Zelda. A Link Between Worlds. Everyone knows what you mean. <laughs> um, although I do believe that tune's actually from A Link to the Past, isn't it? Well, it also opens up this one too. The Triforce kind of comes together. And... <laughs> they never really brought that back. But they did it in the Wind Waker okay. when they unveiled Tetra Zelda, and like the the king's like magic, I'm gonna shoot Triforce energy at you, and it's actually playing that, and it's pretty cool sound. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite kind of fanfare intros, and they just they don't do it enough. Yeah. I think they should do that at the beginning of every Zelda game. It's really epic it, sounding. It is a really good one. Although I do like how they opened up with Ocarina of Time. The... Oh, it's a more quiet, tranquil, mm. contemplative piece. Yeah, and then of course you have the creepiness of Majora's Mask and such. <laughs> oh, it's such a kind of a happy little. <laughs> the end of it kind of goes. <laughs> the sinister music comes. Yeah. Like, uh oh, well, where are we going? You're going to the top of the tower. Yeah. Yeah. Zooms out and there's a huge fucking moon there, and you're like, what? What? Why does it have a face? Yeah. And actually, I believe the uh, the uh, that's that's like after you wait a little while, the actually op- the actual opening screen for the. Like the, the press start menu of that is just a mask like swirling inward. And you just like, right. no music, just that coming in and making that whoosh sound. It gets by closer, it. then it gets further away, and you're yeah. like, what? And then you What's start, happening? You can hear like a much, there's less instrumentation, but it's like a smaller version of the clock tam. Yeah. Theme. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Yeah. We're here to talk about one game in particular. Oh, yeah. The Link Between, Between Worlds. Worlds. Which is a sort of... It's more of... It's a reimagining, but it's a sequel. People have called it everything. Yeah. It's a remake. Well, okay. No, it's, it's, I, a, it's I, a spiritual I remake. I do believe that the original plan for this was for it to be a... A, uh, or a complete Link remake. to the Past HD remake. Right. And afterwards, like, when they were partway through, they was like, you know what? Like, we have so much more space. Yeah. We could do so much more with this. They wanted to really and, push that 3D factor. Oh, yeah. From what I heard. Definitely. So, and they did. Yeah. Oh, they did. Well, I mean, they, they already have the, you have your top-down 2D perspective. And I'm thinking, like, I mean, shit, you could have had, like, a lot of great 3D, which they already they did to that. And yeah. so a lot of the things that Link will use, a lot of the weapons, like, they, some of them, like, lift him up towards mm-hmm. you, and it's really cool. But like I think the, that they the, wanted... The, the air fan, I forget what it's called, but the fan. Uh, it's basically the equivalent to, like, a gale. No, it's not a Gale rod. rod. It's called the gale, the gale rod. Gale rod, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It blows, blows wind, and it makes you float up into the air. Right. Yeah. Um... I think that, as usual, they're kind of like, I think we need to add more of a gimmick to this, from what I heard. And someone around the office is like, oh, I love the idea of, like, going traditional 2D, because we haven't done that in a long time. Not well, we, we only did it once. That was with Zelda 2, Adventures of Link. Yeah. And they said, you know, what if, how can we go 2D? Well, maybe something happens to Link, or maybe we can just change the perspective. But no, they like to integrate something. Like we need a reason to change the perspective. We need to be able to connect this into your gameplay. Yeah. So let's turn this into an ability he has. What can we do? Well, he gets turned into a fucking painting. But now he can. He gets freed by the bracelet he's wearing. That's given to him by a mysterious Rabio. Rabio, yeah. Yeah. Um, we were gonna get into that. I'm just a mysterious figure at the beginning. Uh, and you get turned into a painting by the villain who's turning everybody into paintings. Yes. Going around and getting the stages and turning them into paintings. So you're like, ah, but then you come to life, and so you're like kind of this cool tune. You look like Wind Waker Link if he was drawn with chalk or He's a tune! Holy smokes, he's a tune! <laughs> uh, this is, you're more of a hieroglyphic. Yeah. Like, what, what? You, your, your movement's almost 8-bit. Yeah. But uh, the idea is now, oh, you can run up to walls, press A, and as long as you're holding it, you're in the wall, which I thought was... No, you, you push the button, and you just, you're in the wall. You don't have to hold you know, it. I, I, I could have sworn you had to hold it. No, you, you, you've got a purple magic mirror that drains as you're in the wall. Yeah, you can only be You in push it. A to go in, push A to go out. Right, you can only be in it so long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the original. Not the original. It's, I make it sound like it's really old. Uh, this was... 
we thought it was new terminology to hear, oh, Zelda's finally open again, or Zelda's freeform. It's not, you're not on tracks for 90% of the game. Yeah. That's what they're saying about Breath of the Wild now. Well, the, 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 the reason why was because when they made Ocarina of Time, everything became so linear. Right. Hey, go you here. Go had do to that. do. Do that. You had to do Deku Tree. Yeah. And then you had to do Death Mountain. And then you had to do, uh, you know, Jabu Jabu's Belly. And then you had the Forest Temple, the Fire Temple, the Water Temple. But you can reverse the last two. You can. And I always did. But the strategy guide always listed it as a spirit, then shadow. I never understood My that. first playthrough was, I did the spirit temple before the shadow temple, but forevermore since then people are like, no, just look at your song order. Because you yeah. see that if you got... Spirit before you, there'd be a blank space order, for the shadow. Your Not song order shadow would be. and the uh, the medallions. Right. The shadow medallion comes before the show, spirit medallion. Right. So the so, the, yeah. the, the, in the subsequent playthroughs, I figured that out, and I never did shadow temple. Sorry, I never did the spirit temple before the shadow temple ever again. Yeah. But that's where this game, a link between worlds, comes in, is because this one people were loving. It's almost like we forgot. This was the one that was getting 10 out of 10s. Like, this is the greatest Zelda they've done since yeah. A Link to the Past. And not just that, you can now freely choose, I guess after a certain point, you can choose any dungeon, any order, and then all of the items in the game are available. Well, yeah, you, you've got like a tutorial section where they have you do a certain couple That's what of I things. Meant. You have certain things yeah. you have to do. But then once you unlock um, uh, the second world... Right. Um, you're able to freely choose where you're that going. That is true. Um, you can choose any order when it comes to the things available in the light world. But then you get you, have, you still have to unlock the dark world by doing a certain amount of things. Get the Master Sword, all that stuff. Yeah. Once you get that, then it's even more freeform. You're like, oh, I get to the dark world. Now I can go to and from and complete what's here, what's there. Yeah. Right. And you have to actually go to the light world in order to traverse some areas in low rule. Right. So... Yeah, so you have to earn the ability to get to yeah. the low rule, not called yeah. the dark rule. Yeah, we got high wor- high rule and low it's rule, low which rule, is though. just dumb in my mind. Yeah, because yeah, I get high it. High and low. H Y hmm. get it? it was a play on the word being high. High rule, low yeah. rule. But this is with an L O. Okay. Yeah. I get what they were going for. Yeah, but the bad guy in this game is uh, actually it's, it's his original character. One we haven't seen yeah, anywhere else. Yeah, people like the bitch. Like, hey man, we outside of like Skull Kid and. And, we got Majora's Mask with Skull yeah. Kid. You got Vati. Um, Who do we have in the Phantom Hour? I see. I haven't played the DS Phantom Hourglass uh, Phantom Tracks. Or I don't even remember what Phantom Hourglass's bad guy was. Well, he was like a reincarnated version again, like another redheaded dude that was getting possessed by a demon. Maybe, but I do like know that Spirit Tracks was Ganondorf. It was uh, the sp- it was a Ganon train. Spirit Tracks. I said Phantom Tracks. Yeah, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Well, though technically, uh, those two games are sequels to... Uh, Spirit Tracks is a sequel to uh, Phantom Hourglass, not a sequel to Wind Waker. Right. Um, you know it is because... What's his name? The the guy from Wind Waker who calls you Swabby on the pirate ship? Uh, he's old. Uh, he's old in Spirit Tracks, and like you're like his neighbor kid who works out around the house, I believe. Yeah. I think I don't think you ever played. Did you ever play Spirit Tracks? I didn't play either of the DS. Really, you really should. They're pretty good games. If you can yeah. get them emulated anywhere, go right. for it. I don't know why. Just in my mind, I, I was treating them <clears> like they they weren't canonical or canon. I mean, they are because oh, now definitely. now we have a timeline. Yeah, well, I mean, even if they even if they didn't have a timeline, they would still be canonical right. because you've got Tetra, you've got um, Linebeck. I think he had a part in uh, in Wind Waker, didn't he? No, they created. I think he's a okay. Well, they, they have the pirate guy and um yeah, and everything. All of Tetra's friends. On that ship. Yeah, all your friends from from the Tetra ship yeah. are in Phantom Hourglass. Well, I'm lacking the word. I think they just didn't feel streamlined to me, so I, I tended to ignore them. Like, oh, that's just a side. See, I was in this weird mode up until really until rather recently. Where oh, that's just the portable version. No one cares about that. I was much more of a console. Like, I want my home console release, the full AAA title. But only just now, I'm like, that wasn't fair. You know, I went back and played Link's Awakening, um, Oracle. Oh, I played that Ages game years ago. I tried going back and play Oracle's Ages and Seasons. I just, I can't get past that graphical barrier. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm, you, I'm used to such better stuff these days. I can't go back well, and play Sometimes that. it's hard to go back to retro. Yeah. Sorry, okay, uh, you know, we have fake retro, which is really popular. That's cool with me. If yeah, you, like Shovel, Shovel Knight. Knight and... Yeah, I can take that because it's got, like, yeah. modern mechanics and it's got a modern sense of 
drive, weight, and physics. And, and it's stuff. colored. Oracle and of colored. Asians and Seasons are it's just legit like eight bit. It's Game Boy. it's like Game Boy, uh, red, blue, gold, silver, yellow. Like yeah. The colors, it's 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 basically black and white, but the black isn't black. It's for I think ages was red and and white, and then you know, blue and white with uh, yeah. seasons, what which was I, ridiculous. I had to go back and force myself, which I'm glad I did force myself. But I I, I almost never had any interest in Minish Cap, because for some reason, once again, I thought it was like a side game until someone's like, no, this is like a crucial. Oh yeah, it's like the origin of the, of of the, the cap and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh well, I better go try it. And I got it on like the Wii U eShop a while ago. Yeah, and that's like one of my favorite Zeldas. Yeah, I, I always liked Four Swords. That was a good one. See, I never did Four Swords. Um, I had the GameCube Four Swords. Um, I never had the GameCube adapters to hook to the to the Game Boy Colors and stuff. And I didn't really have anybody else who would want to play with me. Um, so... Multiplayer Zelda. Yeah, no I played it all by myself. I'd be the guy who'd get Triforce Heroes and play it all by myself heroes, as well. I was about to say that. Like Everything just really felt like Triforce Heroes to me. I never played Triforce Heroes. I I wanted to, just never did. It doesn't feel essential. It doesn't feel important. It sounds fun. Yeah. It just doesn't, like I said, it doesn't feel streamlined. Which is why we like A Link Between Worlds, because it is... It's one of the few 2D style Zeldas that really draws you in. It's a good top-down Zelda, and it also, you know, you have that free-form thing going on, but also they streamline the process of beating dungeons and stuff. So. With the rental system and things like that. So. Yeah, well, you could pay more and buy. But uh, you spend yes. most of the game trying to rent and not die. Yeah. Which I don't think I ever did die. I think I did, because otherwise, why would I know? Hit, Robbio's bird comes like, <laughs> comes and gets your yeah. stuff and takes it away. Well, actually, I think you do know, because when, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sarasalasalah, uh, whatever the fuck his name S- is. Sarasalah? Yeah, him, sure. Sarasalah? That guy. His apprentice who rented the sand wand. Um, gets you free him from the painting. He uh, gives it to you, and the minute you get back into the light world, um, his bird just up and grabs it and takes it back. So, oh, yeah, yes. Ravio. Yes, Ravio. Well, once again, our be- our story begins with Link asleep, and this time it's like a dude's in your house. Like, hey, I'm in your house now. Hey, I'm gonna make a shop here. Do you think you get the fuck out? Yeah, thanks. And then like you're off into Hyrule. That's a extremely abridged well, version. But, yeah, but that's the point. Like that's how it feels. You're like, okay, time to start my adventure in Hyrule. It, yeah, go, go go to work. Work for your blacksmith, your boss. It, 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 he doesn't actually show up until after shit goes down at the castle. But okay, was it? I swear to God, like you're just like asleep in the game because like, hey, what's no, up, man? The, um, uh, you're, you're at the you're at the blacksmith. Your boss wakes you. Or your, right. your boss wakes you up and sends you to blacksmith. I swear, it's like it begins and. Yeah. Raleigh is just in your house like, ah, yeah, I'll explain later. Get out. (laughs) No. What the fuck? Huh? No. What bothers me is that after you get back from the Dark World the first time, uh, you go to your house and he's got a sign up on your roof with his face and some Hylian lettering. Okay, that's right. And then you walk in. Oh, you live here. Oh, shit. You've met him before because you had to go back to your house at one point or another to do that. Um, but then, like, he's like, hey, so hope you don't mind, but I totally trashed everything that was your house, and now it's my shop. Sorry. Okay. Well, since I'm wrong here, I hope they remake this game one day. Yeah. And they run with this opening. Because <laughs> it would just really... Yeah, sorry. I, uh, in order to, to prepare for this episode, I replayed the first, like, quarter of the game, so... Yes. Um, I just kind of looked up the terms and the names yeah. on a wiki. Like, what are those little squid things called? Like, Maya Mice. I think it's yeah. my, my, it's like my and then an additional uh Maya M A I so M A I A M A I Maya Mai. All right, I'll take it. I've only found like four of them, so I don't know. I in my well, I can go look at my cartridges, but I, I I had all of them because the final thing is give me your master sword, and even if you already have gold or you know, mostly fully upgraded, yeah, Mother Maya Mai goes whoop and makes gives you a massive spin attack. Nice. Like, way more powerful than it was before. <laughs> Especially if you're going to go do the Tower of uh, Champions. It's not the Tower of Hera, but you can do, like, basically a, a fighting pit. Yeah, okay. Work your way to the, the Challenge Tower. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's up in the Death Mountain area. I went there and did the first round um, recently, yeah. right yeah, before all I... All upgrades, it's, it's really not that difficult, but I'm sure it gets harder. I think I got about halfway through before I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's not too hard. Yeah. And I, I, did, I did the first challenge, the rookie challenge, the beginner challenge, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And I beat that pretty easily. Um, I only died once, and that's 
not even a death because I had two bottles of the fairies. So, <laughs> yes. What were we talking about, Rabio? We were talking about Rabio. Rabio's a big character, but mostly because he ushers in the idea that, hey, no longer are you going to be like I can't go here because well, I don't have the, the, clearly the, the hookshot. The, the thing with the with the other games is this: it's when you enter a dungeon. About halfway through solving all those puzzles, right. you go and you get an item after beating a mini boss. boss. Get an item. You beat the mini boss. You get the item, and then they use that item to beat the rest right. of the dungeon and the final boss. Right, traversal's way easier, and like you're just gonna spam your new item at the exactly. Boss. Right. So that whole thing aside, with this new game, you can go into say the Tower of Gales. You'll need like the Gale Rod, um, but also. You don't really need anything else. Everything right. else you might need, you can solve through some other means. True. Um, but sometimes you might be sitting there like, oh, God, you might miss something. Because like, you know, I think I need the hookshot because I can get that silver rupee over there or something like that. So Yeah, but you could you also, you, more you could also use the boomerang. Right. Um, right. You could also uh, merge into a wall and painting walk across right. that There's area. There's many ways around it. So yeah, they, they've made these dungeons far easier to explore and giving you that painting um, traversal as an option, it unlocks whole new ways the dungeons can be designed, which is truly fascinating. It really is. So, like, I recently, I forget which one, I think it was the Death Mountain one, or, no, it was the one, one, one in the lake. Um, it's like a, a volcano under the lake, like the turtle dungeon or whatever. And you have the ice rod, and you have to use it to freeze pillars of lava. And then those pillars of lava... Normally, you'd find some way to walk across the lava by, you know, putting water in the lava, like in Wind Waker and making a platform. In this one, you a pillar of lava shoots up, you freeze it with the ice rod, and then you merge into a painting and walk around the edge of whatever that lava pillar was. So, it's pretty right. cool, you yeah. know. It, this, this one, like, I was doing the setup here. Like, it wasn't Breath of the Wild that ushered in the freeform exploration. This, yeah. This one... Was doing that about five years before Breath of the Four, for some change, four basically. I feel like it was more than that, but yeah, it was about five, four or five years, um, and it's like people forgot. It's like no, the, see, this was the game that, yeah. hey, you're out the gate, go do whatever. And yeah. There's a couple of crucial points you have to hit because certain things have to unlock other things, or the story has to be unlocked. Certain story, yeah, you know, pieces of the story aren't going to fall into place until you've done certain things. Yeah, but for the most part, it's and pretty I, I, open. I also like all the customization options you can do. Yeah. You know, you um you get the different weapons. You can rent them, you can buy them and upgrade them. Your master sword has tons of ways to upgrade it eventually mm-hmm. with ores and various things. Right. Well, you give your item. Well, I guess with <clears> the Mayamize, <throat> there's these little tiny squid creatures and you can hear them. So, I Yeah, the, the, I recommend the, playing with your sound. Yeah. Cuz in every area you will hear squeak. Squeak, squeak. You know, there's basically yeah. And what you got to do is explore every inch cuz you know, the, the screen uh you're confined to a, a screen. So you go into an area, you, it'll, it'll pan and scan to the next area's screen. Yeah. And then you go down, it'll pan and scan down. So within each large chunk or square of screen, you're going to want to overturn like every rock, try to hit everything, and then when the squeaking stops, you've found all the Mayamais in that area. Yeah. So anyways, you return, I think it's groups of ten. Ten to mom, like mother Mayamai, she's in like a cave not far yeah. from your house. She will suck in like, well, hey, choose something to give to me. I'll reward you, my good, my good sir throw it into her mouth and then she spits it back up, upgraded usually there's like a oh if it's a bomb it's a bigger boom or it's a bigger bomb yeah uh, or it uses it uses less magic to uses use less it. magic yeah all that stuff so yeah because all your items uh work into that purple meter i mentioned earlier for your yeah. for your painting you've got a set amount of magic that you only use certain items a certain amount of times like if you have a bow and arrow you only shoot like four arrows before you're out of magic and you have to wait for it to recharge right or find a purple uh, vase in a bush that you've chopped down. Yeah. So, if you, but if you get that bow and arrow upgraded, you shoot three arrows at once. Yeah. So, less yeah. less to worry about there. Exactly. But you find another Mayamize. It's a kind of a side mission. A lot of the pieces of heart in this are they're a little more fun to find than usual. A lot of them involve like running an errand. They're a little more side questy. Yeah. Like, hey, if you can beat me to the spot of <clears> Death Mountain and like. The record someone else set was like a minute and 15. Yeah. You'll get my Pegasus boots or something like that. Or you'll get a piece of heart. Yeah. Uh, but to do that, you need the Pegasus boots, such and such. I think there was uh, there was a thing where you had to bring a special kind of milk to some guy trapped on the cliff of Death Mountain right. somewhere. 
and he'll give you a piece of heart. Yeah, and a lot of them are like that. Yeah, and in and in that lava dungeon I told you about, there is a side door that you have to uh, find, and that takes you outside to an area in the lake, um, and you can grab a piece of heart there. You have this confused look every time I mention this dungeon. No, no, I just remember like the, the turtle. Yeah, like you, the turtle dungeon, but I don't remember actually going beneath the lake. Well, it's into the lake. I just remember getting on the back of the turtle, which was well, yeah, really the, the, fun to me. Yeah, you you have to save the three baby turtles, right. and then he starts swimming around with them on his back, and you can walk up their shells at the very top. Right. And as he swims by this dungeon, you hop off the back onto right. the platform. Where you went inside the turtle? No. But, well, the, I mean, that was a split second, and now I'm like, you're right. Well, the dungeon itself, when you go inside, look at the map, it is turtle-shaped. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I'm thinking that. Yeah. But uh, a lot <clears> of the pieces <throat> of heart, I think uh, in my game I have every piece of heart, and the last one I'm missing is, uh, there was a fun one that was like you played baseball, basically. Yeah, yeah. I saw it, I didn't play it. Highly in baseball. Yeah. But the one that gives a lot you of You have to hit the Octorox and stuff like that. Yeah, which took me a while, but I got that one. Uh, it's the cook, the cook, the cuckoo mm-hmm. game, and a lot of people like I go to YouTube how tos and everyone's like turn that 3D slider on because what you don't know is you're gonna see the depth, you're gonna see cuckoos fly over you. You can just stand there or walk under them. You don't have to avoid those ones, so you need that 3D slider effect. Uh, and that's when you realize the 3D is like essential. Like this is one of those games. You know how like you hate 3D for the most part, but some games you're like okay, I'll admit. This one you need the 3D for. Yeah. Like, uh, Samus Returns from last year. Oh, I play the majority of the yeah, game with the 3D on. 3D, but it... The problem is I can only play in, like, two hours um, stints. Not because the 3D gave me a headache, which it did, but because of the weird way they had the controls set up. Yeah. I had, like, a like a claw for my left hand for putting, hitting the L button every every 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but this do is stuff. another one of those but ones, yeah. like, hey, you have to, and you tell everybody, you're like, you have to play this in 3D. One, it's kind of essential to keeping Link alive. Sometimes there's, yeah. there's depth tricks being played on you. Yeah, oh, and, and speaking earlier, you mentioned you play with the sound on for the Mayamais, yeah, but, the like, on. the music is just gorgeous in this game. fully they got a fully orchestral, and all the themes, I'm not sure if there were new themes, but all of them are, like, from a Link I think they had, I think we had a low rule theme. I'm not sure if low rule was, I actually haven't played Link Low rule is the dark world theme. Okay. Yeah, I said, I, I earlier I think I was like, we went on and I was in the middle of saying, like, I, I was about to say, I've never played Link to the Past all the way through. Yeah, no, I don't think. Because I had it on my Game Boy Advance when they remade it. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever played it just in general because I don't remember playing a game where you had a, a dark world like that right. in a Zelda game until this one. Yeah, like, like I'm with you. I was a 3D yeah. Zelda kid. I, I played League's Awakening DX like crazy. I love that yeah. game. Especially considering they have, you know, the crossovers with, like, Mario and stuff with the yeah. chain chomp and the like. I got turned into like a little tanuki or whatever. Here, let me go eat this mushroom. Bloop. Yep, you're just Mario, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, here, take my pet chain chomp. He'll help you. And you're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, there's a rumor. There might be a rumored remake of Link's Awakening in the vein of A Link Between Worlds, which I really hope happens. Yeah. Just because that one's one of those. It's not unsung at all. I almost said unsung. It's actually highly thought of. Unsung. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure the windfish uh, would, wind would would have a great uh, you know disagreement with that, considering he's all about having music playing. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of people love. Some people even say it's yeah. the best. Well, I mean, I've I've had people tell me that uh, what's her name from that game, the 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 girl who was in Hyrule Warriors from that game. I forget her name. Right, it's not Mallow Marin. or Marin or Marin. something like that. Like she, M-A-R-I-N, I mean. yeah, and I, yeah, people have been saying that she's one of the best characters in Hyrule Warriors, especially considering she summons the fucking windfish yeah. as one of her moves. I'm gonna ring the spell, yeah. <laughs> the windfish flies in and hits the people, and then like all like boom, boom, slams Body down. Slam. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> you think he gets winded when he does the belly flop? <sighs> winded, you fucking. <laughs> and he just <sighs> oh, concrete, <laughs> sludge. It's too late for puns. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm forgetting where we are. It's, it's, it's just it's, it's an easy game to talk about. In yeah. Form. You do have a villain, Yuga, which apparently in trivia <clears throat> is like a Japanese oil painting style. So oh. he, and he's, a, he's an artist or he's obsessed with art. Yes. But, well, obsessed with the beauty that is an art. Right. But the idea is like, oh, no, if a male Gerudo is born, watch out. 
because he's he happens to be down the along the path like hey yeah. um, I'm like the next one after a hundred years yeah so well it's great because like I'm the next one in a hundred years and he could be a reincarnation of Ganon or something well, like that but he mostly uh, or demise Ganon. but he summons and fuses with fuses Ganon, Ganon so yeah. it's like okay it's fucking great because like, oh, no, you you do like your first you do the equivalent to the the three proto the early dungeons the equivalent yeah. of, oh go do these three things and then you're gonna have this big event. That actually sets the story in motion. Yeah. So I storm the castle. I have the master sword out. And then you get there and you try to fight him, but he fucks you up. And then he summons Ganon out of a portal and fuses with him. He, oh no, he uh, he runs away after you beat him. Quote in quotations. Um, and he runs away to low rule. You follow him yeah, into low rule. Yeah. yeah. Then so he's unlocked for good. All yeah. the packs are. And like, then oh. then then he summons Ganon, fuses with him, and you get saved by Princess Hilda. Hilda. Yes. <laughs> I'm Zelda, but I have, like, red eyes and black hair. It's adorable. Yeah. Princess Hilda. And yeah. they even have a dark Triforce. They did. Which they did, that's right. Yes, they had... A, the, the story is they had a Triforce, but it was causing so many wars, people fighting over the use right. of it, that they the king, in a wise decision, not so wise, um, destroyed the Triforce so no one could have it. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that left the... The realm was vulnerable to Thre- evil threats, to and them. also just the fact that the the Triforce wasn't there. They were no longer blessed by the goddesses, right. and the People kingdom was literally and and they, the kingdom was literally falking apart right. as well. So yeah. People going crazy and or turning into monsters. monsters. Yeah, worshiping the monsters. Right. That, that that whole Kakariko village area in yeah, Low Rule. It's a thieves hideout now. Like, yeah. Who is it a left? They're scumbags. It's basically Mad Max. Yeah, and world. like all the people, like the elder of the town is wearing like a monster mask saying, praise the monsters, we must become them in order to survive. And I'm right. like, like this is This is scary. Nuts. This is a post-apocalypse here in Low Rule. Not just yeah. the Dark World. This, this shit's scary. Mad Max, Low Rule edition. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's terrifying. But uh, I, the story, there's not, there's not a whole lot. That's kind of the new stuff. Low rules, like all that's new that's brought into this. Yeah. Otherwise, it's your typical Zelda story. Like, oh, you must go get the sacred sword. You're the, you're the chosen one. You're the chozo one. Yeah, you're the chozo one. Hey, hey kid, any kid born of blonde hair, and could you imagine like everyone picks up on a pattern over thousands of years? Everyone starts watching blonde-haired, blue-eyed boys really carefully. But, hey, wait, is your name Link? Come on. Like, you ought to just get them when they're really young. Yeah. Like, come on. You, hey, fuck it. We're going to take you right into the Forbidden, not Forbidden Forest. We're going to take you into the Lost Forest, and you can just pull that sword out and go for it. No sense well, wait until you're 18. We'll, we'll have you training when you're seven with that fucking thing. Maybe not, because in most canon, if you pull the sword, it actually is a seal preventing uh, people from accessing the Sacred Realm or stopping Ganon from doing something or other. So you can't pull the Master Sword until you're absolutely certain you need to use it. Because ah. um, if you do, then you might just fuck over the land. Like, oh, we have a three-year-old Link here. Pretty sure he's going to be the hero of Hyrule. Let's have him pull the sword now while he's young. We can train him with it. And like he pulls it, Gandalf shows up, bitch smacks the little three-year-old Link, and then's I, I am the king. Oh, I unveiled myself as the new hero. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm too young and I cannot fight. Wow. Let's I, trap him in time for seven years. We highlighted the issue here. Oh, Ganon's coming for you for sure. You better run. Yeah. But the idea is like, hey, they should have picked up on that pattern. Any kid named Link, you better watch out. I'm surprised Ganon didn't pick up on that. Like, oh no, it's another, well, but, it's another but, Link. But then I should kill this kid when he's like one. But then you've got the issue of like parents purposefully naming their kids Link, trying to make them be the hero. And you know, like some some fat kid who looks like Bruce wandering around. <laughs> fat redhead. I'm Link. My name is Link. <laughs> My parents were. Yeah, you don't need the quota, kid. Yeah. Yeah, you're just you're wondering now how this shit works. Like, oh, our son was born. Oh, look, he has your eyes and my hair. We should name him Link. Yeah, he's the hero. I'm I'm just waiting for like there to be like a blonde haired, blue eyed Link, like in a town, and like in the next town over, there's another blonde haired, blue eyed Link, and then the next town there's like a, there's a black guy with like black hair whose was name like, was Link. I'm about to say that the first black Link's like I'm Link, bitches. And like they all three go to pull the sword out of the stone, and like the black guy pulls it out, and no one believes him. Right. <laughs> Oh, because no, he's uh, not blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh, even in Hyrule, this stuff exists. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that'd be hilarious. I'm just that'd be a great sketch. Or a, I would. I would just love there to be. I love there to be just a foreign-looking link at all. You know, something besides the generic thing. Like when when Breath of the Wild came out, and everyone's like, "Oh my God!" Like, is Link a girl in that first trailer? He looked very effeminate. Uh, yeah. Um, is Link a girl? Um, everyone's like, "That'd be pretty cool if he was." Yeah, and then but... he was like cock teasing people, like, "Who says that's Link?" And everyone was like, "Oh my! It's just the first one where we play as Zelda. Oh shit!" And it was yeah. like, yeah, it's Link. It's Link. Yeah. You, you can't even All the voice acting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you listen carefully, I think people were doing that research. Like, no, no, listen very carefully. When he leaps off of his horse in that first trailer, you hear, Hut! and you're like, oh, that, that's a male. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but this, uh, you get a, uh, if, I swear I'm missing something on the gameplay factor. I don't think I am. Well, we got the. You turn into um, a painting. You can turn you into a painting. You turn into a painting. You I, like I was rent like, your items. I swear Ravio gives you that bracelet. He does. Okay, because I'm like, yeah, I, th- I thought you met him way earlier than your. No, no, um, you was. let him stay in the house after the shit with the castle's gone down, right. and, and you come back when you have the master sword, and he goes, "Thanks for letting me stay here. Here's this," and then he gives you the bracelet. You go and try and rescue Sarasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalasalas
Yeah. But I'm like, I, he had to be in more. He should have been in like Odyssey. He should be. Uh, he should be in Mario Kart Eight, which they might be adding Maybe. soon. There might be more characters. Coming. I'm hoping. I mean, they yeah. did. They did add. The, there's a rumored. The the Zelda Breath of the Wild stuff. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, but back to uh, this. Um, no, yeah, I, he just runs in. He's got the rucksack, and he just talks to. Hilda for a bit, and that's it. I don't think you ever see really what's in the bag. I don't remember there ever being a listing. It's just sort of what happens to be there. Well, the, the end is kind of like, we don't have our Triforce. That's why our world's kind of fucked. Ours is kind of like the upside down in the shadow of the Triforce, but we don't have it. You know? Yeah. And basically, Link, when he, he, they get their Triforce, and Link's like, oh, you get a wish. You get to do anything. I wish their Triforce back. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, you leave Hilda, and you just like leave them there to die. Yeah, as their world's crumbling yeah, slowly. Yeah, like you beat Ugandan and you're like, oh, Hilda, you're kind of like the real villain because this is your fault and you brought all this on your people. And she even stabs you in the back at one point. Well, yeah, well, what happens is not just that she stabs in the back, is she's the one who planned the whole fucking thing. Right. She made Yuga she was do all this the sages crap. and all that. Yeah. Yeah, trying to wrap um, Because they were trying to steal High Rules Triforce for their own. Right. Um, and then, you know. Uh, fucking <clears throat> Ravio shows up, convinces her that this is wrong. She goes, I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. I'm the one who made all of this happen. Uh, how can you ever forgive me? And they're like, let us go home. We'll, we'll forgive you. Okay, fine. Right, and you're like, and then, like that sucks. <clears throat> she uses the last magic of the bracelet that Ravio gave you to send you through a crack in between the worlds. You pop up, you pop up in the sacred realm of Hyrule and the whole Triforce is sitting there because you beat uh, Yuga Ganon and you know Link right. had courage, uh, Zelda had wisdom, and you go Which, up and you wish for it. That was the first time it. in my Zelda history yeah. that you ever actually got to go up to the Triforce. So that, yeah. was, that was really cool to me. Like, it's the fucking Triforce. Yeah, it go, is. Go up and finish the game and touch it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, no, it, it is pretty cool. And there's yeah. this awesome scene before you make the wish where it just shows like... All the portals between the worlds closing, because the magic is running out between the whole thing. And Hilda and and Ravi are just standing on the bridge in their version of Sacred Realm, just like, well, this is it. We're all gonna die. And like the sun goes behind a cloud. It's just all like shadowy and stuff. And out of nowhere, you know, Link makes the wish, and it's like. Oh, glowy bright Triforce appears. Oh my God! <laughs> you have a you're like, there's no words or anything. It's just all yeah. done silently. It's it's pretty artfully done, really. You're like, oh, he his wish was to wish them a new Triforce. Oh, yeah. how cute! He cares. He, he He's didn't want them to die. He right. spent so much time, and the people in that world, despite being fucking nuts, did <laughs> help him out. It's a good. It's a it's nuts like and selfish. Dead level, just like upsetting like the parallel the parallel version the par- parallel world version of the of the blacksmith that you work at in Hyrule they're all like oh, I can't believe you just we found this fucking kid on the side of the road I'm being nice to you but don't you dare try doing this again or else I'm just gonna leave you to die and I'm just, oh my god jeez oh geez. my god doggy dog here yeah like they rescue you from when you you, you get defeated by Yuga again in the very beginning and Hilda teleports you away and up until you save yourself, save your game, and exit out of low rule, if you die or lose a life while you're there, you reawaken at the blacksmith, and the blacksmith is like, "I found you outside again. What the hell's wrong with you?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whiny Jewish blacksmith. Oh God. Ah, do you understand what I had to go through? Do you know it's raining outside? I get emphysema. There's monsters everywhere. I can't believe you did this. Oh, oh my stars for the love of life. It's not. It's not like butter. Yeah. It's not like butter. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's all I can think about in terms of uh, gameplay and, and story. Yeah. Just a good streamlined, solid yeah. Zelda experience. All the freedom you want in an exploratory game. Yeah. I so mean, even hidden upgrades, hidden items you might not even find. I mean, it's 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 really fucking neat. Yeah. I'll put this over a link to the past because that's, a, I think. Well, I think when we did the Breath of the Wild episode, you mentioned this is your favorite Zelda game. Isn't yes. It? Well, yeah. I mean, until Breath of the Wild, I, I, this was the one I played, which legit had well, me going. Like, in Breath of the Wild, you said that Breath of the Wild wasn't your favorite. Has that changed since episode two of the podcast? Uh, with watching like a billion more. Why Breath of the Wild is the greatest game ever, and you should listen to me, my YouTube uh, video. 
I've listened to about 15 more of those, and I think more things have been pointed out to me that had me like, oh, I didn't even know that that was, wow, that, that's that's brilliant work. Awesome. But, no, this one, this was the first Zelda ever that I was able to go, hands down, drop your 3DS, like, best fucking Zelda. Nice. Because everything was, like, compared to Ocarina of Time. Yeah. In my mind forever. Yeah, it's everyone's. So it's like, oh, yeah, I like Everyone oh, our age, definitely. Yeah, this one was really good. Uh, how does it, how is it? Against Ocarina of Time. Oh, this one's really... Wind Waker. Oh, I love Wind Waker. But how does it stand against it? So on and so forth. Yeah. So that was my bar. But then I had to drop Ocarina of Time to the side, and A Link Between Worlds became my bar. Yeah. So Link, now everything's like, how, but how does it hold up to A Link Between Worlds? And it's like, I've, I've been forcing myself to really, even still I haven't beaten it, play A Link to the Past, but I think Worlds is just so much better. Yeah. Well, that begs the question then. Um, it's got a touch of modernity to it, so... Yeah, that, that begs the question. How does Breath of the Wild stand up to a link between worlds well, like for you? It's like it's number two. Number two, so, or almost dead on, matched. Almost a tie. Yeah, side by side. Okay, cool. Because in a way, they are almost the same game. Yeah, the way they're formatted. Um, but you've got two D versus three D. So yeah, or dual two, not two point five. Two, but, you know, but two three D effect. Top down two point five uh, right. D with the three D you know the shit going on. Yes. But yeah, I mean, you've got the full 3D experience with uh, with Breath of the Wild, which is nice. Do you have a favorite dungeon or boss? Well, um... I realize, I know that the smile, the biggest smile I got was fighting with the Star-Lord and the Thief's Hideout in Lowell. Yeah. Which is fucking neat, because he's got this, like, I wasn't too stuck, but there was genuinely about a minute and a half, like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, I get it, because he has his shield, and he's yeah. like, you can't, he'll just put his shield down, and he'll run up to him and try hacking at him. All items, all swords, shield. Right. I wasn't in a way, ah, and you just, you... Well, see, the problem, the problem I have with that boss, that boss was ruined for me by, by a review I saw. Like, every review talked about that boss, yeah. apparently. So, I hadn't read a review that talked about so that. So, I saw that, and I knew immediately what I was supposed to do, because I'd already seen it happen. Yeah. Oh, video. this is the guy with the shield, but yeah. you plop, you become a painting, you hide inside of his shield, and he's like, where do you go? And then that's when he kind of opens up, and he's kind of, he's pivoting and turning his upper yeah. part of his body. And then you jump off right when he pivots close enough to behind him, and just start hacking away at him, which I thought was great. Yep. Not just that, the dungeon itself was one of the game's best dungeons because it's one of the few times in gaming history that you're doing an escort mission and i kind of dug it yeah i actually liked them like i like this character one and two they're not fucking annoying and there's not a whole lot of escorting it's it's very much we're working on this puzzle together it felt yeah. like it felt like the the cafe and the link quest the mask quest from majority kind of but you weren't actually playing as the as the partner like you no, did but the he, cafe quest, he so. was very much kind of helping you out standing yeah. on switches and whatnot the same goes here all, all you really do for this one is tell him stop yeah follow me yeah I need to stand on this switch yeah. I'm gonna go do that cool hey come on down now that I'm down you're okay and they drop down and then like you know, it's responsive, the yeah. AI in it. And so you're sitting there like, this is actually a really good... I'm just, I'm vaguely reminded of, what is it, um, of uh, Fable, the original Fable. It's like, follow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <coming>. Wait. <laughs> you know, and like, you, you could make people follow you to the, the Black Temple to the sacrifice temple their lives. Yes. Temple of Scorn, that's with, right, with yes. I remember that because I led children to the Temple of Scorn. <laughs> you got more evil points. Than, I was like the Pied Piper leading like Jesus. 15 fucking kids. Just I wanted to see how evil I could get. Yeah. It happened. It well, evil. what I love is I led my wife there. Oh, God. <laughs> and I believe, uh, I'm not, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if I was able to do this, but I know I for fucking sure tried the mayor of, uh, was it Bowerstone or whatever? Yeah. You know, uh, Lady Grey or whatever it was. Like, I swear, I, I sacrificed her to the Temple of Scorn. And she was hard to marry, too. That was like a long side quest. You have to go to yeah. the Black Rose and shit. Yeah. And, yeah. like, reveal the secret of, like, her dead sister who she, like, through ignorance and not helping murdered in a way. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, For back. Fable Fablecast some, some other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, between um, worlds, man, it is, it's a bar. It, it's a very high bar. I it's still, bar. I still prefer. Not even a high bar. I mean, it's just the bar. To yeah. Which I'm gonna hold. Zelda. I, to be honest, I'm. I still prefer the 3D Zeldas over the top down. Well, same here. That's what I said. I. Zeldas. If it was 2D or whatever, it always just felt like a side or a portable. It always just felt. Because Ocarina of Time was yeah. the our first. You know? Yeah. Um, so 3D Zeldas, though, we were kind of born into Zelda with the 3D era. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still pretty sure that Majora's Mask is my favorite. 
Yeah. No, so. all all of them are wonderful in their own way. I said that in the our Breath of the Wild. It's like yeah. I, I don't hate like any Zelda. But you definitely this that's just the way the world makes you the world forces me to pick favorites, man. Yeah. But you would definitely well, there, there pick is, favorites. There is one Zelda game that I would never play. And I'm not just talking about the old CDI games. Everyone um, on the CDI games. Yeah, I'm talking about the Zelda spin off games starring Tingle. Never play those games. If you've seen video those of those, oh my god. Like Tingle's Merry Happy Rupee Land or whatever. Are you is... sure that those were like those were actual releases or were they? Yes. Si- I thought that maybe they were side games. They uh, were... Well, they were they, they weren't Legend of Zelda games, but they were Tingle games. Mm. And I, I, I figured they... there were many games within Minish Cap. Or... Uh, no, no, they, they they are full fledged Nintendo DS releases, uh, starring Tingle that were really good in Japan because Japan loves Tingle. America's like, get that creepy motherfucker away from me. <laughs> but Japan's like, Tingle's the best. Um, did my, yeah, did, did my best uh, kawaii face. Uh, you guys can't see it, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. They you must Tingle. And, Tingle right? and then, like, the second game was Tingle time traveling dating sim. It was the weirdest. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. I didn't know about that one. It's a dating sim where like you have the ability to travel backward in time. <laughs> Things go really wrong when he's like, well, I'm a fairy. <laughs> There's a whole different spectrum of, of, of bachelors lining up there. Yeah. Not bachelors. And, not bachelorettes. So the bachelors. Yeah. There's that movie that came out on Netflix like a year ago where the guy who like keeps trying to rewind time and like hit it off with this girl he's like in love with and everything goes wrong. Every single subsequent time he does it. My <laughs> um, favorite was called, but it's basically that, but the main character is Tinkle. <laughs> trying to seduce a princess. Wow. Yeah. And every other girl in the game. <laughs> Tingle, man. Yeah, he's he's Hyrule's most so eligible creepy. bachelor. Yeah. Take you on his balloon ride. Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a pretty good pl- character to play as in Hyrule Warriors, <laughs> Surprisingly. Though. Yeah. Every attack is like this, this glitter everywhere confetti confetti, he shakes his butt he blows himself up he pops his balloons watch out for this guy it's pretty good but uh that's uh the Hyrule Warriors thing is uh something for another day just in case we just had to do a podcast on it yeah that's funny I mean we 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 thought we were gonna be like this big Zelda podcast uh Zelda was the subject of the mind that's why we chose the name that we did but then we're like yeah we'll just talk about everything and we'll justify and we'll bridge, the think between we'll, worlds part we'll of it. We'll bridge the worlds. Man. Right. So we'll talk about everything. We're like the central nexus in yeah. pop culture. Talk about television, movies, and then switch over to video games, and then yeah. art. Well, before before we wrap things maybe up. Maybe even talk about the ocean. Um, biology. Maybe. <laughs> One day. Yes. Well, marine biology, you know, totally both yours just, and mine. Just pick something to talk area about. Area of expertise. Talk about anything. Yeah. Um, but before we wrap things up in the podcast, I wanted to ask you, um, your rating for A Link Between Worlds, like, out of 10. Uh, for for a Zelda slash a Nintendo game, it's like a 10 out of 10. Okay. And as, like, a game within the history of gaming, I'd give it, um, I'd hate to go IGN scale here, but probably like an 8.7. All right, well, here's a question for you, then. If, out of all the games in the history of gaming, you're giving it an 8.7, is there a game that is a 10 out of 10 for you? A game that is a true 10 out of 10. Yeah. That I could play over and over and over and over again. And never complain. Right. There is. And that is. Well, this is hard because it's almost like I, there's like three or four in mind that I'm like, I played those that, that game so many times. Yeah. It, it's between like Resident Evil 2, um, which I played just a fucking billion times. And I don't even skip scenes or anything. Keep an ear out for an upcoming podcast about the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear all about it. Oh, yeah. Well, at least if I'm alive. If I, don't, you know, if I don't go down in a plane crash or something like that. Uh, and that what's... God, you know, I'm, I'm wrong here. Because, like, that's a 10 out of 10 as well. Like, Well, it's a 10 out of 10 in what it sets out to do. It's like a survival horror game. A survival horror action adventure. Yeah. It's all about atmosphere and, you know, set pieces and all that stuff. And that's why it's a 10 out of 10. But, like, within, like, the historical context of gaming, it's almost like, kind of, yeah. Because, like, even today it still holds up. But I, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm really, that is my most played game ever. 
I'm right. genuinely trying to think. What have I played? You know what another one is? Witcher 3. All right. I'd have to say Witcher 3. And I'm really enjoying Hollow Knight right now as, as a as yeah. a Metroidvania. Yeah. I haven't been able to put it down. And it's really hard to suck me into uh, just pouring five to six hours a day yeah. or at a time into this. There, there was a. It'd part. probably be The Witcher Three and Resident Evil Two. Those are the two, holy fuck. And then Majora's Mask. Um, I played a lot. I must have restarted Majora's Mask. So there was something there that kept drawing me back in. Yeah. So I'll give it that. Uh, th- there's a. I would give Link Between Worlds like a good eight out of ten, seven out of ten, maybe seven point five. Let's put it that way. Um, just in the concept of Zelda games because, it's a good game and I love it, but I spent. I swear to God, four hours trying to lead that giant bomb to a cave to blow up. Yeah. And I couldn't do it because I kept one thing after another. I leave a area, I come back, all the monsters have respawned. Yeah. Oh, I just, no. I couldn't, I gave up. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to go do something else. Hey, look, turtles. And hey, that's what I had Hey, I, I hate this game because there's a fucking great fairy that won't show herself until you toss 3,000 rupees into her fountain. I think it's like for a piece of heart, and you're like, "Oh, that's horseshit." Yeah. Or is it for but an like, upgrade? Like, I forget. I don't remember. Was. I don't even know what the bomb was going to open up for me. I just know I needed yeah. to do it in order to progress. And that, and that cuckoo game. Like, oh, try to avoid the cuckoos for like a minute and thirteen set, fifteen seconds, and it gets worse and worse, and there's more and more, and you just you got to have great reaction time, and you have to be able to concentrate on multiple things, and it's just like, oh, that's the one heart piece in Zelda history I just haven't been able to get. It's kind of like my volleyball for Mario Odyssey. Yeah, the volleyball. The 100 hits. Game. Or the, the the special lure in Twilight Princess. But on the Wii, you had to play oh, that, that, yeah. that tilt, uh, what is it, like tilt a pinball kind of game. Jesus. And you have to do the, no, oh, you, you don't only, only have to do one track, you have to do three and they get worse. And I'm like, fuck it. I was going to get every item in this game, but that one, that lure, fuck it. I think it was yeah. a sinking lure or a... The lure, yeah. Lure, yeah. It was so you could get the the huge, highly unloaded to the bottom of the uh, pond when yes. you were an adult. Right. Yeah. Anywho, that's Legend of Zelda, I think, Between yeah. Worlds. It's worth talking about because the, we, we think, like we started with, like, this is one, everyone go try try this one out. Yeah. If everyone's just in love with Breath of the Wild, don't forget this, uh, this is maybe like the Firstborn. Everyone forgot about the Firstborn because the, young, the younger kid came along, you know? Yeah. This this is this is where they be you could tell Nintendo began to see ah that's what Zelda used to be that's right yeah let's let's shift more back towards that and yeah. they've continued pretty much with it yeah well um with us wrapping up this episode that means we're also wrapping up the first season of the Fake Between Worlds podcast uh, Derek and I are gonna need a break for a few uh, for about a month and a half, two months. Yeah, not, not very long. Um, we're gonna be throwing out little bits here and there when, when we get the the chance. Yes. But yes. we're thinking the, we're the, thinking about editorials. Yeah, the, the official first season is over with this episode. Um, we'll be coming back uh, mid September, I believe. Um, and uh, we just want to say thank you to everybody out there who's listened to this podcast and told their friends about it and supported it. I still haven't gotten a single email or tweet from people um, or anything on Facebook or Tumblr, but I know we have listeners because I'm getting the, I'm getting the statistics in and I know you guys are listening out there and thank you so much for listening. Um, if you guys want to be part of the conversation though, please hit us up with emails Hit us up with uh, with tweets and other things, and we'll make you guys's uh, you know comments and things part of the show. Positive, negative, weird, off the wall. We'll make it part of the show because without you guys, you know we won't keep going. And that's we love doing this, but we like having you guys listen and hear us you know blather about shit that we're passionate about. So right. it's fun, right? And we're also hoping to do a whole lot more with it. You know, we, we want to evolve this podcast, you know, to the point where maybe it's not just us sitting and talking. Yeah. Uh, adding more to it, trying to evolve it a little more. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the new millennium version of, oh, well, hey, well, I do a podcast. It's the equivalent to, like, I'm in a band. Or I play in a band. Like, oh, we bet you do. Yeah. Everyone's got a podcast. Like, what's so special about us? Well, that's our thing. We're trying to kind of find our voice and we're trying to find maybe our niche or do something that's unique. Yeah. To what we want to do that nobody nobody else is doing. Yeah. You know, well, I love the idea of doing segments. 
yeah you know changing things up like you know adding some sound design things like that yeah kind of like a hollywood babylon the hollywood, they, do but with, they do segmentation which with, i really with, like with less weed uh right yeah but they do like brilliant segments like okay it's time for the shit that should not be segment yeah you know and i'm like i love that idea so yeah i'm hoping um I'm going to try to do some brainstorming and think like, hey, what's kind of unique? What, what's nobody else doing in terms of the segments? Yeah. Or, you know, add a challenge of some sort, you know. Like the proverbial, hey, now we're going to stand on our heads and try to do this before the blood rushes and then we pass out. You know, like the equivalent to doing something. Yeah, like a... The like proverbial a, version of that. Yeah, something interesting we're while gonna we're doing We're going to spin our it. episodes in the middle. Just throw something like a wrench yeah. into this thing. But uh, I'm really hoping to evolve it so if, you, if anyone sticks with it... Uh, Hopefully we change over time. Yeah. And I, I'd like to also uh, point out that uh, we'd like to go maybe video at some point. Yeah. Um, we'd like to upgrade our materials, our equipment, and our recording software. Um, and because of that, uh, you guys obviously don't have to sign up for this. But I'm going to set it up anyway, see if anyone's actually interested. I'm going to set up a Patreon for this podcast. I know Derek's not the biggest fan of the idea, but... I do like the idea of getting you guys more involved, maybe sending you our, uh, you know, giving you special episodes that we record just for yes. patrons. Yeah, we, um, we have some cutting room. You know, um, have you guys throw out some suggestions of what you want to hear us talk about and cover, and we can do that in an episode. Right. Stuff like that. So, specifically for patrons and the like. So, we've got shit we're working out, and um, maybe we could play some games with you uh, online, games that we're we're big with you know Derek just today in a uh, we we went we did a let's play with a friend of Derek's and mine uh, named uh, Falco and yeah. uh, we were it's part of zombie core like marine core zombie core uh, gaming on YouTube yeah, the C-O-R-P-S yeah we were part of the zombie uh, corpse so it's yeah of part, part of a part of a let's play today we right. we played Injustice 2 and some Jackbox it's gaming very fun let's play group uh, yeah you, you can find them on YouTube so the, the, the zombie core yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it's pretty long. They do long form. So yeah, it was just like a three hour three stream hours. Yeah. Um, that we did today. And that was fun. So, um, if you guys want to see more of that kind of stuff, let us know. We will probably be back to zombie core. Cause that was a lot of fun today. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and we yeah. could get you guys mixed Crossover. in there do Jackbox, uh, audience members and the like, yeah, we tried know? that today. That was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, Hey, if you want to hear like, Hey guys, do it. Try to do a whole season just focus on the Zelda related topics. Like, you know, yeah. I'm willing to try if that's what people want. Could like, give it a shot. We could do Link Between Worlds. It's, it's Zelda wordplay, man. You got to stick with the Zelda thing. Like, okay, <laughs> one of you guys said yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> give it a shot. Um, we'll listen to you. Uh, we could even uh, offer up our like Switch friend codes, and we could you could join us in Splatoon two battles and salmon runs and Splatfests and stuff. And we could set that stuff up, play Pokemon Tournament, Mario Kart, the whole thing. It'd be fun. So let us know, guys. Seriously, we want to have you guys join us in our journey to spread our nerdiness across the world. So, yeah. Uh, if you guys, like I've mentioned before, have any questions, comments, concerns, we have an email address. It's thinkbetweenworlds at gmail.com or on Twitter at tbetweenworlds. Uh, we've got a Tumblr and a Facebook that I don't always check, but I'm working on it. I've been a little busy. I'm going back to school this September, so I'll be oh. fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah, thank you guys. No better way to end the season than explaining. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this is one long, oh, here's the, here's why we chose the name we did. Hey, let's talk about that. It is, it is <laughs> like, and it isn't. It, it's, it's sort of like, <laughs> if we never come back... We did our name. This is, this is, <laughs> we did a thematic ending. Yeah, the, the we, we did our name. Uh, I plan on coming back. I, I yeah. love doing this. I love doing this with Derek and Madison and Nick. Speaking of which, thank you to those guys, my girlfriend and our good friend oh, Nick, yeah. for joining in and being right. part of the podcast. Yes. Um, they're not always like a 200% into what we're about to talk about, but they do their yeah. best to be like, I'll chime in. And it's like, please, please do. It can't, it can't just yeah. be us dudes. And it's nice having a woman's voice in the podcast sometimes. Right. So that's always cool. And Nick's is just fucking nuts. So he's always a good he laugh. He does whatever. Yeah. So yeah, thank that, you guys. He's our wrench. Yeah. Th th thanks thank to you. them as well. They, they probably won't listen to this, but thank you guys for joining us on this crazy experiment. And uh, we hope to see you guys back uh, next season. Yes. In the meantime. Hopefully more evolved. Yeah. Hopefully we 
switch something up, even new music yeah. or something like that. Yeah. In, in the meantime, please uh, rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast app. And uh, just keep in mind, we are the premier positive podcast. Premier positive podcast. Yes. And that is what we were thinking about today. Steve, do you like that ending there? It's not bad. you got to say think once in this podcast. Like, today, well, we're thinking about yeah. I, this subject. You know, you know what you should do for the last bit of the last episode of the first season? Do what you did for those first few episodes, talking about thinking and the whole thing. Do, do that one more time. Um, still recording. I know, but <laughs> do, do it one more time for the recording. Like the way I used to. Yeah, the way you used to be like, you know. That's what we're thinking about. We want to know what you're thinking. That, that yeah, whole thing. Oh, the Do outro. that. Yeah, the old the old right. outro thing. Do that right. one more time. Well, uh, everybody, this was the Think Between Worlds podcast. You've heard what we're thinking. We want to hear what you're thinking at our email, at our Twitter account, on Facebook, on Tumblr, Instagram, all that. Which David so graciously had given out. Even I haven't memorized it. <laughs> Anywho, everybody, thank you so much. And we hope to maybe have contact in general with some of you. Hear from you. Right. Not actually here, but <laughs> like I said, <laughs> we're hoping for some form of contact. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much. This was the first season of the Think Between Worlds podcast. We love you. Love you. All of you. <laughs> much love. The Thing Between Worlds podcast was created by David Kennedy Farner and Derek Dillon. It is hosted by David Kennedy Farner and Derek Dillon. It is edited by David Kennedy Farner, that's me, and is produced by David Kennedy Farner, Derek Dillon, and Madison Snedden. Music by Kevin McLeod from Incomtech.com and cover art by Davy Jones. Thank you all so much for listening to this, the first season of the Thing Between Worlds podcast, and we'll see you in the next world.